0: Love Talk Radio <laughs> Good man Which direction we are going
1: Direct the El Camino, it would have been
0: the We have reached a tipping point.
2: Good evening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to The Tipping Point. I am Stephen Platinum, he is Larry Goodman, and we have a bunch of guests on tonight. Uh, our first guest will be Eric Royal, and then a host, a gaggle of incredibly sexy, intelligent men will be joining us to discuss, does there need to be a Superman or the Georgia Wrestling History Awards this year? so how are you doing tonight larry
3: fine yes our our mystery panel because it's a mystery to us too who exactly is going to be on this panel but there will be a panel i was But
2: there there will be a panel indeed will be a panel um so larry um okay larry goodman recommends great shit that's for the record okay He's he is one of my go-to guys. He's never let me down. And when you said watch the vow, and then you repeated again, watch the vow, watch the vow, watch the vow, and um I watched the vow, and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this first episode. And as usual, I had other stuff I was doing, and then I put right. that stuff down and just watched the vow because I was just like, what? Okay, yeah. And then the How second episode me to me was crazier than the first. I was like, this is amazing. It really is a great study. Um, Larry, of course, you know, you, you looked at it from a kind of a therapy perspective or how to like, ah, it's, I mean, I, it's stunning. I mean, you can describe it better than I can, I'm sure, but well, I just found it to be incredibly stunning. The
3: the thing about it to me was that the, in in, in coming from a, the, uh, psychology field in general, and my wife is, a, is um, quite a renowned therapist in the Atlanta area. And in any case, we're sitting there looking at this and seeing that all of the stuff this group and this guy are doing are really solid, fundamentally sound therapeutic pra- practices. No BS. It's good stuff. And then how that all gets twisted I mean, that's one and of the I most mean, sophisticated, uh, smoothest
2: con men
3: you'd ever want to see.
2: I mean, when they show him right at the top of the first episode, you go like, this Stephen King-looking mofo is the guy? That's Vanguard? Um, and, boy, I mean, it's it's just classic stuff. I mean, I could see the the sort of... Because he's not, when you think of like a Svengali, right? A guy like a Rasputin type, right? You think of these kind of like bombastic guys or these guys with a really intense personality. And I guess in a way he had it, but it's really the structure they set up around him that sort of punctuated and accentuated these things. And And then, of course, you know, you would have sort of invoked and I thought about some of the bigger Georgia wrestling personalities that were out there, you know? You've got like your Gary Lamb types, you've got the Bill Barron types, um, you got the the Rick Michaels types, you've got all of these kind of bigger than life personalities. And I, I did think of many of them as well when I was watching it. Yeah. And
3: not 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 to say that any of them were doing anything anything like this, but, but it just you know, just the, the, the way the that people were drawn to this guy and would were do, and would do like Whatever he wanted them to do, just give up their lives, you know. I mean it's just really something to see. Really? And 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 not and these were like really smart, capable people that are
2: getting drawn into this. Yeah, top level directors and people who Yeah were I mean, it kind of struck me I couldn't help but put myself in that position of one of those people, right? And all the I mean a number of those people had their lives together. To, be, to, to just be self-deprecating, much more than I do, right? Where I was just like, man, they, like, really got their career going and all this kind of stuff. And, man, the, I mean, it must just hit them like a train. As this series goes on, I mean, there's going to be cringeworthy moments where you're like, I can't believe this person who seemingly had everything and then got even more through this organization at first – and then it all comes tumbling down. It's going to be incredibly painful to watch, but I'm going to be watching, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, we sure we sure put that show over, but it's worth It's
3: worth taking a look, folks. It's
2: uh check mm-hmm. it out. Um, yeah. So,
3: uh onto the uh wrestling scene. Um, I just wanted to I hardly ever watch Impact, and I sat down and watched the whole thing last week and there's basically two takeaways for me. One, they're doing some good stuff with their women there. That Iron Ma- Iron Woman match between Jordan Grace and Donna Perazzo was really interesting and different and good. Um, it, on the one hand. On the other hand, that Wrestle House stuff is some of the worst shit I have ever seen.
2: It is Tell so me about stupid. Wrestle House. You mentioned it in the chat. I meant to ask you then. So what well, is that? So they've <laughs>
3: taken a, a lot of the lesser... Uh, what I get more like the lower echelon people on the roster. It, it okay. seems like what a lot of it is, except for Taya. I wouldn't put call her lower echelon. Um, and they have them in these like vignette scenes like they're all in this house. Um, and But the scripting... It, it, it's just terrible. The acting's terrible. The scripting's terrible. It's
2: awful. <laughs> you know what they're going for, Larry? And I'm, I'm saying that without having seen it, and now I kind of want to check it out because I love a train wreck, right? But I, I think what they're going for is like a Jake Paul thing. He's He's a big influencer on YouTube. I mean mega huge you know, like when he threw a party recently in California, his neighbors had lost, like like when he does something extreme, it's national news. Like the mayor gets involved and because he's in like big money, California, you know, like recently he had this big party and he put the bunch of stuff up on YouTube. Cause he has this thing called like the 10 house or something like that, where he's got like the 10 top influencers on YouTube who all live together. That's I think the vibe that they're going for. And, um, it's not well, the worst. I gotta say, like, I know it's terrible. I'm saying, like, the idea is, I think, for them to skew younger an audience, right? The kind of people who would know about Jake Paul and and that kind of thing, and sort of invoke that. But it's terrible, huh? <laughs> I, it, it, I, I, I thought so. I mean, because
3: they're just whatever they're going for, it's just it's it's just badly written. In the you know, I don't know if he if these people could act or not, but the, the material they're giving to act is just, is just God awful. So anyway, you might check it out. Check it out. You say you like a train wreck. It looked at, at least the one this last week. And it's the only one I've seen was definitely you, a train wreck.
2: I'll say this impact wrestling overall has done a great job over COVID over. And let's, let's think about this. Cause I, I mean, before COVID, would you not have put impact below MLW or NWA. Oh yeah. yeah. And what they've managed to do is unbelievably stay relevant. And a lot of the ways that they stayed relevant was just putting out good stuff. I mean, I keep hearing, no, it's really good. And this is really good. And, and, you know, and then they did that big splash at their sort of pay-per-view where they brought in a bunch of names including like Luke Gallows and Anderson and all that stuff. And I think, wow, who would have guessed that impact would have found a way to stay relevant and COVID, which you think would have wiped them out completely. Right? (laughs) Like that's the end of them. And instead they managed to do these no fan shows, um, but just do good enough stuff to have a claim. It's really a remarkable survival story.
3: I did find their no-fan environment to be pretty sterile. It's awful. Uh, yeah,
0: No-fans yeah, are was, awful. Um, I,
2: I mean, the biggest diss I heard about the Performance Center shows was, it reminds me of Impact. Like, And then I was just like, boy, if you really want to cut somebody to the quick, that's an easy way to do it. Um, but, you know, they managed to survive, and and gain relevance. I'm hoping with MLW announced that they're going to start running shows at a certain date again. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah.
3: And, uh, Oh, I, um,
2: the Thunderdome
3: wanted to touch on that for just a second, because I agree with you that it's definitely a big improvement over what they had, but, um, perhaps you already knew this, that they, they're, they're coaching these people. The uh, Thunderdome fans? Yes. That they're being directed? Yeah.
2: Let's talk about that. And then I saw where Tony Khan came under a fire where people were kind of calling him a hypocrite because he had asked the people there to watch um, Dynamite if they could not do profanity, specifically the holy shit chant. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, which he put on TNT, but then it ends up, and maybe that's not true, but... um, what do you think about them coaching <laughs> coaching people through the Thunderdome
3: well i I wouldn't expect anything more or less from w w e to me the problem with the Thunderdome still is that the um the sound, of course, because it's just piped in sound, it's not a natural crowd sound um, but right. but you know I, I don't mind the uh the the fan faces in the background. I think that's fine.
2: Yeah, I don't, and and, I don't really, I don't really begrudge Tony Khan, um, you know, yeah. saying don't use profanity. Um, it's I think it's sad that you can't steer the herd without that kind of thing. I think that's yeah. a fundamental difference in pro wrestling now than before. I think there was a time where you could say launch. One piece of garbage, and then the fans would follow suit, right? Or it's like you could, you could, um, one of my favorite things in The Walking Dead was basically society learns to how to control large groups of zombies because if most of the world are zombies, it's not realistic that you're going to kill them all, right? So they have to learn how to, they develop these complicated herding techniques to move large groups of zombies away from populated areas. Like that's one of the ways society develops at the end of the comic, which I thought was really cool and interesting. The problem with wrestling fans is they're so determined to be part of the show. They're so determined to wreck what's happening that you can't just subtly direct them. You know, (laughs) they can't they can't be cued or they refuse to be cued. Um, But, you know, I thought I think it was Myron or Nick. They put up this interesting article where somebody was saying, you just can't make people happy, basically. Like Roman Reigns is exactly what they've said that they've wanted forever. Right. He's a heel. They gave him (laughs) Haman. You know, he's an unabashed badass. He gets to work heel on Twitter. Like, he's doing all the things, and then people are still complaining. I think we just have to reconcile ourselves to the fact that people will always complain, that that's kind of the arrow that we're in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Lots of uh, Georgia people on AEW Dark tonight. Loads of them.
2: Yes. Uh, Eleven matches, I believe. Um, The return of Danny Jordan on Dark, which is really great. I'm very happy about that. Um, Sean Dean, Dean is, is going Davey? to have a great match. hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, David that's O'Leary a good one. Back. Really great stuff. I'm really happy for all of them. Um, it's just, just a great look. Um, I, as you know, I'm I'm a fan of AEW. I'm I'm a real big fan of the idea of AEW. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just <laughs> the like sort of like, <laughs> sort of the tinkering, mad scientist nature of it all. If uh, Larry, here's a question for you that I see posed all the time. So what, what the reality is is irrelevant. I think the question is more interesting, which is if TNT was to want more AEW, which it looks like they do, would you prefer a third hour on Dynamite or a second show altogether?
3: Definitely vote second show, not a third mm-hmm. hour. 100%.
0: Even if
2: that hour second show was basically (laughs) dynamite, I would prefer to have an hour show on a different night. No doubt. Honestly. Three hours is so tough. Like, Raw, I thought, was much more efficient. Like, it was, was, (laughs) I, I think I put on the tagline on my Facebook page, like, when, you know, workmanlike or, you know, solid counts as very good. <laughs> you know, that's that's how it was my review of Raw, which is like, okay, a bunch of this stuff made sense. And so now I have to, I have to start there and be happy about that and then discuss it. <laughs> I have to acknowledge the fact that like, oh, okay, well, at least, at least this stuff made sense. Even if it didn't excite me terribly, at least I'm happy yep. that
3: there's a cohesion. step in the right direction, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. For hey, sure. Our, uh, for sure. Our special guest, I see, awaits us. Oh, really? Yes, he's in the green room. Let's oh, bring him God. on. He's. Well, hello. The Space God from the Planet of the Ace. He'll be at Action Wrestling Friday night. Eric Worrell, welcome to the Tipping Point,
1: Mr. Lawrence Goodman. It the pleasure is all yours. I know you've been waiting so long mm. to actually get a little bit more, you know, info out of who the Ace God and what the Ace God is and why the Ace mm. God is
2: all that. Um, you you in in seven seconds you've made me a fan.
0: <laughs> so
2: let me put that out there on the jump um, Eric I'm, gonna, I'm Steven Platinum I know we've never met I, Let me ask the hard question right from the jump So Action's got this show coming up And you're a big part of it And it's big right I mean it feels really big And really important And it's a double header on top of that And all this kind of crazy stuff um, What pressure do you feel As a guy who's one of their really foundational guys, um, what is your feeling going back? Are you are you more excited or are you nervous about, man, we got to kill it? Or what's your feeling going into this big show for action?
1: Well, Mr. Platinum, you know, I'm mm. glad you asked that question. Um, you know, Ace Guy doesn't really feel pressure. You know, he, go, he just because he knows when he goes in that ring, he knows what he's capable of. So no matter where he goes, no matter where he's at, Ace God's always going to bring it, and he's going to show the world why the Ace God rules. The city of Tyrone loves me so much. I know they cannot wait to see me walk out and just I'm going to soak it all in, and then I'm going to go out there and do what Ace God does. I got two tough matches, two tough competitors, and Ace got him strategizing, he's game plan, and he's always got an eye on talent. So Ace God will be ready to show the world just why the Ace God. Well,
3: work. you know, not to dwell on the negatives, but of course you're coming off of a loss in action to Matt Sells. and as you mm-hmm. already alluded, I don't to, recall. You've got two- I don't
1: recall that. I don't recall that. But okay.
3: Oh, okay. Um, you've got two tough opponents here, and show number one, you got Should D. Show number two, you got the one called Manders. What your thoughts, comments on those two particular people?
1: Well, just like the ace guy mentioned before, you know, they are two tough competitors, and I've been in the ring with should be. I've been in the ring with should be. Before he even hit the AEW television and got big, he stepped in there in the ring with the ace God, and he had a point to prove that night. He had a point to prove that he can hang with the ace God. And, you know, he did. He lost, but he still did. And you can catch that match on IWTV. But anyway, Ace God will be ready for him. I know he's much more seasoned. He's been traveling around the world. I know he's got some tricks up his sleeve, but the Ace God also has some tricks up his sleeve as well. He wants to prove to Suge, to Pineapple Pete, whatever you want to call him right now, he wants to prove that he's just as great as a technical wrestler as he is, and I'm going to show that Friday night. You're going to see the technical ability, the technical prowess of the Ace God on the first match, and then the second match, the one they call Manders. Like I said, I have some, I have some, some words on him a little bit later on that'll be dropping here soon on the social medias. But I know he's a big, strong, corn-fed. Man, and I'm ready for him. I know what he's capable of. I know who he studies, and Ace Guy to study those same people. So Ace Guy will be ready to go toe to toe. You might see two completely different matches Friday night from the Ace Guy, but I guarantee you, you will be clamoring about both of them at the end of the night.
2: I gotta ask this: You're known as a great wrestler. You're known as a guy who attracts a lot of attention. You're one of the big draws for action. With this doubleheader coming up, these two big matches for you,
0: mm-hmm.
2: what's, what's a new wrinkle that you think you're going to show us? Because when I asked people about you, they would say, That guy is always showing me something new. That guy's always doing something different. Do you have any kind of wrinkle or a new thing planned?
1: Well, I mean, Ace God always got a plan, but I can't, I can't give all that information out right now. You gotta tune in on Friday I see, night I see, and I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> what I got to, what I got to pull out, man. Ace God has always got some wrinkles. I gotta keep my opponents guessing. I gotta keep the fans guessing because either way, I know at the end of the night, that Ace God knows that they're gonna love him no matter what. Because I hear the cheers when I go out there, how much they love the Ace God. They they chant crown because I should be the king of Tyrone, but, you know, for some reason Matt Sells is. But that's okay. The Ace God will come back around and take what's his, and he will rule action wrestling one day.
3: So, you know, one thing that um, I've noticed and written a couple times about you is that you're – you're different. I mean, you do different things. Your move set's different. To what do you attribute that? That you're that you have something different than a lot of other guys. How did that come about? Well, you, think?
1: Well, you know, that's a good question that you bring that up because the ace guy, you know, he always wants to be wants to be different because, you know, why do the same thing everybody else is doing? You gotta stand out. You gotta. You gotta. You know do some different things to stand out and make people talk about you You're like, oh wow. That's uh I haven't seen that before. That's that's interesting. Let me look more into that. Because the thing is, you know and I don't know you've seen it. You've seen a lot of the same things and in, in matches and sometimes it gets redundant. And if that works for those people, that's all well and good, but that doesn't work for the Ace God. Ace God likes to go out there and make something stand out, make something different. So when they leave at the end of the night They're like, you know what? That Ace God guy, maybe he does rule. But it's not a maybe. The reality is uh, he actually does.
3: I'm going to, like, step back a little bit into uh, action history. You had one of the greatest, maybe, I would say, probably the greatest feud in action wrestling, you and Fred Yehai. Yes. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, me and Fred, we just – I i think we're Kendrick. Ace God thinks they're Kendrick, kindred spirits. You know, Fred Yehi is a great competitor. He's a great technical wrestler. He's a great brawler. He can do it all. But the Ace God had to show him that he can do the same things and maybe even more than Fred Yehi can do. So he challenged the Ace God, but the Ace God also – challenged him and he did push my limits, but I, but Ace God also thinks that he pushed Fred Yehi's limits and there's some type of inkling of respect between the Ace God and Fred Yehi. I cherish those matches because if you go back and you watch, you watch those three matches and you watch them back to back and you see the story and it, 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 it kind of, it, like I went back and watched him not too long ago, and it and it drew it drew the A's guy back in like like he wasn't in the match, you know. Um, that's what I that's what A's guy prides himself on. He prides himself on the emotion and and getting the emotion out of the crowd and and getting them emotionally invested into what he's doing because if he can do that, then anything is possible. And that's what he prides himself. On. Nice.
2: Um, as a guy who as a person, as a god who wrestles in various states, do you notice a difference between crowds from say North Carolina, Tennessee, and whatnot? Do you do you do you see different things going on? Do different crowds react to different things? How does that go for you?
1: Uh, I feel that they do. It just really and you and sometimes, you know, the the good part about it is you know, if the ace guy's not the first match, you know you can go out there and kind of gauge the crowd and see what they're into and what they're not into. So, you know, trying to be, you know, being a, a a well-rounded competitor, you want to try to bring, like you said, like I said before, the different aspects to the table and see what they bite on and see what they don't bite on. So, um, I but I feel like I can adapt to any of the you know, any of the crowds I feel the Ace God can adapt to because he I, he just feels like he's that talented to do that. You know, it doesn't matter where he goes. He feels like he can he can get emotion out of any crowd that he goes to, and that's why he has a chip on his shoulder because he feels like he should be showing the whole world, the whole universe as to why the Ace God rules. You know, he, he, he owned his craft, and he's still owning his craft to this day, you know, and at the planet of the ace in the lab and trying to get better and that's the only way you're gonna improve is is to work on those little things, you know, when nobody's watching. And so when you go out there and people are like, Oh wow they're they're taken aback. And so that's one of the real things as to why, you know you know, I was still rambling there a little bit, but that's that's what kind of makes makes the ace God go.
3: I'm curious to know how the Ace Guide has dealt with this pandemic, this sudden screeching to the to a halt of any kind of pro wrestling activity.
1: Well, to be honest, Mister Goodman, it was tough. It was real tough at first. You know, uh, just trying to be able to, you know, i you know, keep yourself mentally, you know mentally adept to what's going on and not trying to, you know, go stir crazy sitting at home. Luckily Ace God is essential. So the world needs Ace God. So Ace God was still able to go out there and do what he needed to do. But as far as the wrestling goes, it was tough. And, um but, you know, finally, you know, one of my, one of my previous trainees from before came to me and he ended up getting a ring. And now you know, we have a little wrestling school out here, and just trying to help people get better and and, and try to give them some of the the knowledge that I that's been passed on to the A's guy. I'm trying to pass it on to them, as far as like wrestling etiquette and uh, just knowing, you know, when you're trained, you know, knowing when to go and and go on shows, you know, and try to, you know, when I was always when Ace guy was always brought up, he was told to. If you go out of town and you're going to another show and you want to be on that show, you should run it by your trainer first because, you know, if you go out there and you do something and you look like a fool and ask you who you were trained by, then that looks bad on the trainer. So, you know, that's one of those things as far as, like, etiquette and just shaking hands and, you know, now I try to tell them just to, you know, you got to greet people and be courteous, you know, handshaking. A's got kind of frowns upon it now just with everything going on. Oh, mm-hmm. Ace God may fist bump you or something like that, but will mm-hmm. you know that you're around, uh, but you know, now like things have, you know, just that, that helped. And so I got to go in there and, you know, just like you asked earlier about finding new wrinkles and getting some new wrinkles, you know, and I, getting back in the ring, Ace God has definitely, you know, found some different things and rediscovered some things that, you know, that he learned before that, you know, getting back in the ring, it helps you kind of start processing, you know, the things that you've done before and getting in there and get a good, a good feel and catching that bug, you know, getting, you know, getting that bug back. So it's like, when everything does start back up, you know, on full, full blast, you know, Ace guys ready to go out there and he's, he's, he's ring ready and ready to roll. So like very blessed and thankful for, that opportunity to fall upon my lap and, you know, I just want to just help people enjoy, you know, you know, help them achieve their dreams through, if they want to be a pro wrestler, you know, and, and be an entertainer. That's, you know, that's, I just try to help as much as I can. I mean, I'm not, you know, Ace God, you know, is the Ace God, but also he's, he can be humble as well. So he, he doesn't know everything. He does a lot, but not everything, and he's continuing to learn and that's what makes the ace god dangerous. If you continue to mm-hmm. learn, you're gonna be then nobody's able to stop you. So, you know, just because you get to a certain point doesn't mean you're stopped you're done learning. It's always always more to learn. Otherwise people will pass you by. So Where's your school located? Uh we are located in Sanford, the town of Sanford. North Carolina, it's probably just as nice as Tyrone. It's probably got the same type of people, you know. They love the ace guy just as much as the people in Tyrone do. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: Carolina seems like it's been very slow to get any restarting of pro wrestling. Is there anything happening in the in the Carolinas at this point for wrestling?
1: Well, there's, there's a few things going on here and there. Uh, there's a few promotions you know running very uh locked in shows within the the hmm. confines of the rules going on right now uh, as far as like capacity of people and 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 things like that so i know uh AML has done a few things that uh-huh. they actually they actually recorded and then they've been airing them after um gotcha. and then uh I know uh, Colby Carino just had a show this past weekend at his house, and I know he lives out here. And there was another promotion um, in Burlington, not CWF, but it's called American Lucha. They started running uh, – I think this was their fourth show they did last weekend. So, yeah, they – So, like, they're slowly starting to – slowly but surely. And then Firestar has ran a – Firestar Pro Wrestling has ran a few shows as well. Um, Okay. So, they're slowly starting to pick up, but everybody's trying to make sure that they're, you know, following the rules and, you know, people are doing what they're supposed to do. Because, you know, sometimes people don't like to be told what to do. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) that's life, so – yeah.
2: So Friday, man, like l- let us know where, when, all that good stuff. That, are they sold out? Did I see that that was correct? Yeah, well,
3: they mean, might
1: have a couple seats. Yeah, if they put the Ace God on the marquee, it, it's gonna be sold out. I mean, sure. You saw what happened. You <laughs> saw what happened at the last show. They all came to see the Ace God. Cut Matt sells hair bald, but somehow he cheated and ended up stealing my money from me. But it's okay. It's okay. Ace God has recouped that loss, and then some. So I'm I'm back in the good, you know, and they gave Matt Sells his little show, and then he, he tried to punish me or try to make the Ace God look bad by putting himself in the ring, by putting him in a match with the one called Manders, but little does Matt Sells know. And, I mean, he should know. He knows what the Ace God's capable of. Ace God ain't going to go down without no fight, man. Ace God may just drop Manders like a bad habit. Who knows? Nice, nice.
2: Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. You're you're stellar. Uh, I hope to see you someday perform. But people can watch this on uh, Fight TV eventually, right? Yes, that's I can. they can. They
1: can watch it on IWTV, and you can actually go back. They can actually go back and watch my series with Ray Dayhi on there on the, in the action wrestling page. You can go back and watch uh, my match with Shug Dunkerton on there. Um, from Nova Pro Wrestling, you can go on there and watch all the Ace God matches. From there, you can go on there. The you know, Ace God was on an episode of Beyond Wrestling: Uncharted Territory, the season finale, so he was on there. So you can you can find Ace God on iwtv a lot. If you want to know more and get more in depth in depth as to why nice. the Ace God says he rules. The, the information's out there. You just have to go out and seek it. Ace God has put it out there for you to seek and watch. Now it is up to you to open your eyes and witness the power of the Ace God.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you so much, man. We appreciate your time very much.
1: Guys, it was a pleasure. I actually had a good time talking to you guys. You know, you have officially been blessed by the Ace God, so you should feel, you should feel special right now.
3: I do. I feel special. Thank you.
1: Yes, no problem. All right, man. Take
2: care. Have a good time on Friday.
1: All right, you guys do the same. Thank you. All right. Yay, yay.
2: You're- <laughs> It still weirds me out, Larry. I have to say, when somebody brings up somebody that I trained, (laughs) it just, for some reason, it'll always strike me some kind of way. You know, it's just Uh weird to think about. Uh All of these, all of these, have been sent out to the world to do their thing. It's really cool, actually. But now, from that uplifting interview, let's the fight begin. So, uh, I had posed the question, just to set this segment up, of should there be a Georgia Wrestling History Award? And we're not, let's make it clear, we're not deciding something tonight, right, Larry? I mean, this is just...
0: Right, right, right. This is just sort
2: of opening up the discussion publicly. Um, A number of people have sent me points and talked to me about their opinions about it. So, that's that's pretty much what I'm going to be putting forth here. Um, who else do we have on tap as of now to discuss this with us, Larry? Well, I'll tell you.
3: I believe we have definitely have Rob Rod here. Damn it. Yep.
2: <laughs> now
3: let me check and make sure this is him. Do we have you, Rob This Rod? is he.
4: This is he, the 2019 Georgia Wrestling History non-personality Performer of the year.
2: No. <laughs> Damn. The our God is here. Nice. <laughs> and uh,
3: uh, nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> I see we have another one here. A person well known to this podcast. Uh-oh. And to Georgia Wrestling. A former winner. Mr. Matt Hankins.
5: Boys, I'm here to tell you, you are a taking it one day at a time and a giving 110% effort from a full-on quarterback interview that I just had to sit through. Larry in the jacket is ready for Sports Talk Radio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: he really is. I got to concur with that. because, Like, my food arrived. So I had it on mute, and I was just like, oh, no. Like, I will hope Larry understands to ask more than one question. And he did. And no, I was like, oh, just look at let him. It. He just let the QB, he let the quarterback talk,
5: didn't say anything, to, no bulletin board material, just stayed on message and got
2: home.
0: Cribbins <laughs> to
2: you, Rob Rod. Cribbins to you. We're going to take it one game at a time, and good Lord willing. I'm just here to help the team, guys. To the team. So, so uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, um, uh, let me throw out a question. I figure that's a good place to start. Um, give me your best reason why we should have the awards. And your best reason why we should not have the awards. I know that's probably different than you were thinking, but that's kind of why i was asking the question. And I'm talking gut reaction here. First thing that comes to your mind.
4: Well, yes, with caveats. Mm-hmm.
2: The reason not to have the
5: awards are because of, I'm just going to keep with the sports talk theme tonight, um, are because a lot of them are based on counting stats. Promotion mm. of the year—that's really a—that is really a measure of ticket sales and talent used. Um, show of the year is a counting stat because it is compared against all the other shows of the year, um, you know. And a lot of the indiv- individual wrestler stats; those are counting stats. Did you build up over the year? Other, you know, like other than like Feud of the year, but like Performer of the year—that's you had to do it over and over and over and over. It's a counting stat. Um, that's the reason not to do it because there's just not going to be enough stats and there is no law when you're drinking Claws and when you have a pandemic in Georgia. Um, There's no law that tells us that we're not all playing on the same ballpark. Um, Some of us have decided to do it this way. Others have decided to do it that way. Some of us Hmm. have decided to do it a third way. So the, the, the playing field is not level. So that's the reason not to do it. The reason to do it is because they're important, and guys are out there this year especially taking even more risk than usual, mm. and people look forward to it. So how do you do it? You change the metrics. Every other sports league did it. Major League Baseball's playing 60 games this year because that's what you can do. I feel like we're wrestling people who can book on the fly. Some of us are real damn good at it. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And
5: we, we figure <laughs> out how to change the stats so that, so that it works. Okay. And I got a lot of examples.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah. Robert.
4: Yes, uh, speaking of stats, I went onto the Georgia Wrestling History website, and in the pre COVID months, I'm um, talking about last week of December up through March, approximately uh, nice. 78 shows. Uh, January had a high mark of 32 shows, and that was uh, highlighted by the Joe and Huck match at Southern Honor. Uh at the end of December, we had the you know, great Anarchy show at the end of the year, and I know Larry loved the AWE show at the end of December. Uh, it went kind of downhill from there, leading into March. Uh, apart from the Empty Arena show at Anarchy, uh, and you know the Southern Fight show at uh, last Southern Fight show in March. Uh, since everything started back up again in June, approximately thirty-five shows, most of them uh, Renegade, Pro South, and sudden Violence. So it's really a tale of almost two years. Uh, you, yeah. I know, Stephen, said, you said that no one remembers the shows at the beginning of the year. Uh, some people do, like morons like me, and so I definitely remember that Anarchy show. I definitely re- remember that uh, Southern Honor show. Uh, you know, it's, we've got more months to come. Uh, I've said it before, I re- in May, sometime we really I blame myself on this. I should have brought it up. We should have done some sort of recognition of the the shows that ran in the first part of the year, but, you know, alas, that never happened. So we're kind of stuck now. tale of two cities, really.
2: Yes. So that's a great argument for pro. What's your argument for con doing the awards?
4: It's all the momentum built up died, dead, buried, six Mm. feet under, earth is salted. Lit on fire, and a 25 ton weight dropped on top of it. So that kills it, and it's hard to go forward from there. Uh, it's you know you know I know certain promoters would argue otherwise, but it, it, it would be so hard to you're comparing apples to tomatoes. Not even tomatoes. You're comparing apples to Rottweilers. It's so different, you know, it's not even the same galaxy anymore. You, you really can't do it without some sort, like uh, Mr. Hankin said, without changing the metrics so drastically that it almost renders it uh, unrecognizable.
2: Hmm. Larry, pro and con. Well,
3: the con, I mean, I, we're doing, you know, it's coming from a, a, a statistics background, a little bit like. Uh, Rob Rod, um, small sample size, and, and and I think Matt was kind of saying some of the same thing. The, the sample size is so small; it's 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 tough um, to to uh, justify. And then with a lot of the big promotions, not you know that were bigger promotions, not running at all or running very little, um, yeah, that that's that makes it tough. You know, you almost have to have an have the old asterisk in the record book if you if you do it. Um, on the other hand, r- recognizing the bust-ass effort from those who did run and run under ran under very difficult conditions, um, there's something to be said for that.
2: Yeah, um, I'll just do mine real quick, and then we'll get into a different, slightly different topic of discussion. <clears throat> My con: um, You're punishing groups that were more responsible. Mm-hmm. That's my number one. <clears throat> um, you're punishing groups for whom the credo, it's about the safety of the boys and the fans first and are actually living up to it. Um, I'm not so much worried about individual wrestlers. There are a couple of wrestlers of some note that have decided not to wrestle, but for the most part, the rest of them are get in where I can fit in. Right, So that's not a mm-hmm. category that I, I – I, That's my thing. I think that there – and this is my pro and con argument. (laughs) I think if certain categories might have to be eliminated altogether, other ones added, and or I think the idea of limiting was a really great idea. Mm -hmm. And so that's my pro is I guess if we're talking about this changing metrics thing that you guys are talking about and we approach it in sort of a logical way, um, I would be certainly for it. So and,
5: and I think it's a lot more simple yeah. than, you know,
2: I think you change all the
5: individual awards that are performer, technical, all that. You just add the word match to the end of it. And that changes your counting stat. You now mm. instead of shows, you have individual matches to go judge all these things on. Instead of us looking at it holistically, who did this this year and all of that is always going to be caught up in who was everything in the sauce goes into picking those awards because to win technical wrestler of the year, you've got to be booked in a certain way to have matches that matter that happen to be technical to win performer of the year, all those things. If you do it and just say straight up match, that takes that out of the equation and it gives you a larger sample size from which to draw from. Now for your things like booker of the year, that's a quality metric. And this year, it's going to be harder to book than it ever has been in this state, um, other than yep. maybe under the thumb of the, some commission or something. It is going to be mm-hmm. hard to do this year on one hand, and then there's going to be some, some easiness to it because you never know when the next one's coming. And every show should feel like the show of the year this year. Nobody should mail anything in because we never know when we're going to get to have one. So that's the quality right. metric, and I think that can be fettered out. And then, for promotion of the year, since you can't judge on the numbers, that's a major part of that. You look at all the other categories and see which one had those matches. If Southern Honor had four of the winners, then they are the promotion of the year. If it was Southern Pride, if it was Pro South, I don't care who it is, you just count it up and say, those guys did it. They put on the matches that, that dragged us through this shit year. They get the kudos this year. And you add a category for who did do it best, who figured this thing out, in a way that made it the safest they could and who you know who sacrificed the most to, to, to do wrestling and do it as safe as possible. And you do award that promotion. And I've solved the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. This has been the tipping point.
0: I'm mad <laughs> 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 at Yeah, all that's
2: all that's right on the money. So let me let me throw a question out here and whoa, I'll just whoa, ask whoa. individuals. Yeah. Be,
3: before you do that, Mr Planton, we've got another oh. uh, panel member to weigh in here. Son of a Let's bitch. see if we can get him on here. Is that you,
2: Nick?
0: Yes, sir, it's
3: me.
2: All right. Capped out, Nick. Oh, oh, and who had to make sure that he had the sexiest voice of us all?
6: Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, man. Like, you,
2: <laughs> how dare you have see, quality listen, I mean, you, temper you know, you know and temper
6: in your voice? You know
2: my audio. Come on. <laughs> Nick, I'm going to throw the question at you since you just barreled in here. Here's the question. We all seem to, I think we can agree that we like the idea of limiting, if we were to do the awards, we like limiting the nominees. Let's say that roughly three in each category, depending on things, right? What's another idea you think about tweaking the awards possibly, if we were to have them, that could be of benefit? And it could be something big, it could be something small, it could be an individual category, whatever you think.
6: Um, now, first and foremost, I wholeheartedly agree with the limiting, you know, the nominees that i 've been three is kind of like the you know you 're pushing it when you go beyond that in my opinion. I know there are some years that it's there are five good candidates, but it 's just got to be the top three because it spreads the voting so thin when you have seven um, and you got yeah. guys winning and the percentages that 's that's a, that's a totally different argument um, this year though, I think there might be a when we're looking at the big picture, there may not be every category this year up on the table. There just might not be. Listen, there's just not an announcer of the year, or there's just not X, Y, Z. Um, I, if there's not a comp- you know, enough of a competition is it? Just, I don't know that we need them all anymore every year. You know, like this particular year. Now, remember, <clears throat> last week on our show, I, this is the craziest thing, uh, which is the weirdest take coming from me. I was adamant when we recorded our show last week, there shouldn't be an awards this year. There's just no way anybody could do it. Nobody could pull anything off. It took that show last week, and I was like, okay, they, there needs to be an award still this year. Yeah.
2: It's, I think it's safe to say that the boys, meaning the men and women who do wrestling shit, right, I think they would be all for an awards, right? Um, who like um let, let, let me just get a yay or nay on this.
0: <clears throat>
2: Do we limit who votes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. is there anyone who says nay <clears throat> Didn't think so <laughs> no. limit the, limit the nominees to three.
0: Possible
2: yes. elimination of categories? Is there anybody who thinks that there's a category that could, should be considered? Without, I mean, And knowing that we still have shows in September, October, and all of this can change and that kind of thing. Are there any categories that anyone feels strongly should be added or taken away this year? I, I think, think last year had we, we kind of had the conversation.
6: Had don't you think Feud of the Year? So, yeah, what yeah. of the Year? Feud.
3: Eliminate, you say? You're
5: probably not going to have time to make a feud mm. of the year
2: this year. Oh, I didn't,
5: I didn't even nor, think about that. Nor guy. will you have. Nor will you have time to make a faction or really a tag team of the year this year. Um, you might could do that. Tag team of the year could be tag team match of the year, or you know, or you group them together some multi man match thing of the year. Um, that might work, but I don't think I think those things take time and they take. Um, a repetition that you just will not be able to get the numbers up on this year. Um, pretty much everything else is probably on the table. Show of the year? What? I question that because I just don't think there's enough other shows to counterbalance one. And as as Nick said, he saw one show is like God, blow it up, everything, give awards. We're going to do that every show, and
0: I'm not I'm not making fun of like we're going to
5: do that every show.
4: Do. You, um, um uh, cap- one point category we can add for Stephen is uh, the the Royal Rumble Battle Royal of the Year.
2: Oh, God. Just for Stephen.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Stephen Platinum says, fuck you award the Battle Royal of the Year. <laughs> um, um, does Pro-South get added into consideration? Is that one of the things that we do to expand it?
5: Without question.
2: If <gasps> New <Nick gasps>
5: City was the show of the year, then mm-hmm. ProSouth is a Georgia Fed.
4: I agree.
5: Ace made his bones here. He uses a ton of Georgia talent. There's just, and quite frankly, shame on us for it taking a pandemic for us to even have this discussion.
2: True mm. sure enough. Uh, Nick, you, what is a, a category that you would think, if we, assuming we have the awards and all of that? that is going to be the hotly contested one that's going to cause the most headaches to discuss and to mull over and all that kind of stuff.
6: I think it stems from what Matt said a minute ago is when he's talking about show of the year, because I think there's such a limited window. I think that everybody's going to go guns a blazing every show. And so that's why everybody's going to be like, this was show of the year. This was show of the year. This was show, And it's, I think that's why they know they don't have, a year's worth of shows. And, you know, that's, and that's why I think, and, and I'm just going to back up for a second, because what I said about seeing that one show Friday that made me change my mind, it wasn't like I saw the show and was like, Oh my God, that was the best show I've ever seen. It was because I talked to some of the wrestlers and I literally saw like, uh, and I'll say it, Tyler culprit, the look in his eyes, when I said that he was like, you really don't think there should be an awards this year And he was like, the work I've put in, he goes, and I saw what it meant to somebody like him Mm. or hold my bare hands on, like in that conversation, that's what changed my mind. It wasn't like that show deserved all the awards. Those those guys that are putting in the work, I felt like we would be taking away an opportunity for them.
2: You guys talking about metrics has me, um, my mind going a mile a minute. Um, Hankins, do we need to set minimums? four categories, a.k.a. you want to be Booker of the Year, you have to book at least X, X amount of shows this year. Yeah,
5: yeah. And and that's want probably to... a thing we investigate. Like, So, the big picture on all this is this is our year to try something. And if what's more, of course, when you have two PCW bookers on a phone, that's going to come up. But this is the <laughs> year to try everything. <laughs> try it all. Because there is a soft place to land for us. We can always say, okay, we're, there's a cure. We're back to full swing next year. Everything goes back to the way it was, except for these three things that really, really worked. And we replaced these things that we felt like we didn't need. So this is the year that you try it
0: all. Try it yeah, all. Man. Yes.
2: Uh, Larry. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, one, could you ever imagine that the awards would have been this big of a deal? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that this no. warrants a discussion? No. And no. I think the committee that we had in place to to sort of set things right, I thought last year worked about as good as it's going to work. Could not um Who's... Um, I can't get over this idea that that there's this idea, and may, I'm, I'm perhaps thinking too negatively. Of I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of viral, and I'm thinking of AWE. Now you could argue that well, if you really wanted to run a show, you could have, right? But being an old promoter myself, I'm sympathetic to the plight of I'm locked into what I think is right. And I'm locked into, you know, I may not have the, the resources or want to spend them or want to do an outdoor show, for example. Um, is there any way to reconcile? And anyone who has an idea about this, please let me know. And you were, I'm like, let's kick around ideas. Is there any way to reconcile the fact that Viral is probably not going to run a show in 2020, right? Let's just be real. And there's a good chance AWE does neither, So what does that mean? Or does it matter? Or is it just, you know, like there's no crying in baseball and shit happens? What's the proper take?
6: I think that's it. I think it's just that there's no – I mean, look, college football supposedly they're going to try to get through a season, and they're going to have two conferences that aren't going to play, and you're still supposedly going to have a national champion, right? It Mm -hmm. just happens. Matt's statement is is absolutely correct. This is the year. Baseball's trying the wackiest stuff. Just this is, this, is a free, this is a free ball season. I mean, try anything, throw it at the wall, see what sticks. Period.
5: And, and for the guys that didn't run, we say it. We say, hey, these guys did not run shows. And for that, we commend you. We respect the fact that you did this, you did that. And, you know, also, um, I haven't run a show. But there's been content. So, right. you know, if, if you want to say right now, here we are in September. From now to the end of the year, everything you send us is fair game. I don't care if there's people in the crowd. I don't give a shit if the match happens in a wherever. Right now, from today forward, award season is on. Send it, Because guess what? They ain't counting box offices at the, at the uh, Oscars. Whatever crazy French piece of shit comes in, they watch it and they love it. So, <laughs> A.W.E., <suck> it. <laughs> A.W.E., you want to come use my ring, come use it. Tape your shit, put it up. If that's if, if you feel left out, Matt Higgins will give you a ring to tape shit in.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Awesome. It's awesome. I uh, Okay. Let's uh, let's go over the winners from last year, and talk about their chances of repeating if we were to do it. Ooh. who was uh, oh, who was wow. wrestler of the year? Logan Creed, Logan, right? Logan Creed, right? Yeah. yeah. Logan Creed, A.C. Mack is runner up. Oh god, I actually remember. Uh, chances of Logan Creed repeating again, and I know that there's a ton of data we don't have, right? Uh, this is just prediction thing, just your gut. Would Logan repeat? No. 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 <laughs> no.
5: I think Nobody said yes. There's one guy. There's one guy who's it is to lose right now, and until somebody knocks oh, yeah. him off, there's one guy. Who's the guy? It's Joe Black.
6: Joe.
5: Joe Black's the referee. Joe Black. Like somebody's got to come for him, and I just don't know if Logan will have, because Logan has an obligation that is larger than us. And if that yeah. obligation pulls rank, then he's just not going to be in enough places for it to happen.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's say there's three. Categ- there's three in each category. So Joe Black, give me two names that could be there with him. Shane Marks. Corey Hoff- Shane Marks. Corey Hollis. Does anybody want to bump Who one of those that? two for somebody? I said. Did I, I said- put
5: Shane Marks on the list twice?
2: <laughs> so Shane, Shane Marks, Corey Hollis, Joe Black um, That's a good year any year Is it not? <laughs> so yeah. and I think one guy who got Screwed out of his possibility Because of COVID is uh, Gunnar Miller I think he had a chance to be the guy That's like, you know, because their thing was I'm only going to do 12 shows Right, but I'm going to be so great Blah, blah, blah Clearly that's not going to happen now I don't think Gunnar Miller is going to be put in a position where in three or two or three matches, he's going to have a shot at wrestler of the year. I think he's someone who's definitely suffered from the COVID, you know? Um, cool. Um, whew, let's see. Promotion of the year, Southern honor. Who's going to be with there with them? I mean, I think it's safe to say that they'll be up again. Probably. Yeah,
5: it's them and Southern Fried. Man, action running a doubleheader yeah. that sells out. <clears throat> um, like, Action could be the sneaky dark horse this year that thrives.
3: If, if they actually get enough have have shows. A, in. A lead on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they can get, can get enough shows in, because they had, they had good shows beginning of the year, if they can get in, enough shows in towards the end, that they could.
4: And they are doing another doubleheader, I think, in October, the same night that Southern Honor is doing their second anniversary show.
0: <gasps> really? Yeah, what.
2: are all tingly.
0: Um, um, so, okay.
2: <laughs> so that's that one. Um, here's a weird one. Uh, legend. Obviously, we can't have a repeat. Larry can't just take it home every year as much as he may deserve it. So, well, who's up for a I've legend? Already said Bo- I've already said
3: Bull should be in there. Yes. Mm. Mm.
5: It's a hard one to beat. That's the That'd be the leading candidate.
2: It's Bull. It's Nick, do you have any thoughts?
6: I'm. I uh, got the bit. list up in front of me, and ice, Iceberg was in second last year.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, ox. Yeah. Mm. And uh, let me put this bug in your ear for something maybe eventually, but uh, Jeff G. I think Shit. I think his his weird role of. Helping out, yeah. kind of at Southern Honor, and and the written stuff that he's done, it's a different kind of legend status. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's now becoming, in a weird way, an archivist,
0: you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And,
2: and with and is... with the Wild Side podcast and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so.
5: I'll say yeah. this, and uh, duh, Matt Hankins is going to put Jeff G over. Okay, I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I'll say this. <laughs> I made it a point to introduce four kids to Jeff G. Bailey on Friday night, and it was like they were going to sit on Santa's lap.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you want for Christmas, you dumb motherfucker?
0: <laughs> 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 uh, um,
2: all right. Um, God. So the awards are going to happen. Let's let's just just for this our sake of this argument, the awards are going to happen. It's Dylan. It's Todd. Is there a third? If we're being brutally honest, right Ace. now, Ace.
0: Ace. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I would give the edge to Ace Over Matt And I, I love me some Matt But you know, just what Ace has done Everything since then uh, Most of what's happened I think is If, if it's a dull show It might necessarily it's Probably not necessarily his fault Maybe if you're going to do percentage Maybe 25% might be his fault For anything bad But I, for the most part his booking Since everything started back up Has been on point
5: and, and I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but like the legal Ace has another hurdle that no one else has, and he has a commission oh, yeah. to navigate around,
0: and oh, he has boy. done that
5: swimmingly. That. And again, yeah. the fact that we're having this conversation already tells me Ace is in the lead.
0: Ooh, ooh. I'll, I'll,
3: I'll just say one other thing about Ace, and obviously I'm a fan of what he's doing, but I mean. Man, nobody gets more with,
2: out of more gets more out of less than he does. Mm. Um, I I, I want to throw this to Nick. People who pick
5: up the phone uh, for him too. Yes. Look at the people that pick up the phone when Ace Haven calls. I'm, I'm one of them.
2: Yeah. Nick, I'm going to ask you a tough question because that's what I do to you. Um yeah. Oh shit, I forgot what it was right off the fucking <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, That's my answer, uh, yes. <laughs> 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 oh god oh, uh female performers of the year. Is that a category that just gets dropped?
6: You know, the funny thing is is Rob and I were talking about this, um at the Southern Honor show. I mean, is it a foregone conclusion? I mean, it's like is who who all's wrestling? I mean it's it's got, you know, you're at this point, you're like, it's Danny and who? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That was, I mean, we we're going to say Shalonda. Exactly. That's what we we're talking about. Yeah. No, that's that's it, a I mean, failure on
5: our part. That's a failure. Like, I'm not punishing Danny because everybody, because the business fucked up.
2: But yeah, I mean, like, ugh. so here, okay, I'm just going to throw well, out a bunch is, of categories. That's not a COVID problem though, guys. That's not a COVID yeah, problem. That's
4: a, it's not. It's not. It's not.
2: I'm going to throw these categories out, and I just want you to either make a ding noise for yes or an eh noise for no. Just gut instinct, okay? Announcer of the year. <laughs>
1: mm. Mm.
2: Mm. Male performer of the year. Ding. Eh. Ding. Ooh. That's a Ding. Referee of the year. Ding,
0: yeah. ding, ding. Ah, it's,
2: but it's it, it's interesting that there's not a consensus, right? Like it shows, uh, tag team stable. Mm. Ding.
6: ding, you can pull wow. that
2: off. <laughs> uh, if it's simply <laughs> no, like the...
4: a tag tag team, I'll go ding.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm um, saying it
5: as the guy who's managing the group that should win it.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, manager or valet. Yeah, y'all mm.
0: motherfucker. Let's hear y'all ding ank on this one. <laughs> 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 <hear it>. Ding <laughs>
2: Now now I'm gonna ask you something really, really difficult and it requires you to be honest and possibly pissing people off which is my favorite kind of answer <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> who do you want to see the who do you want to see win an award and in what category the most and be honest who are you kind of a homer for oh mine is painfully obvious
5: it's hanson most improved
3: yeah yeah. Like, oh,
5: okay. You
0: know, I, I
5: feel like I feel like I should give you a second answer because that's just like there's no there's no getting around that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So feel free to give another answer because I I, I do my... I think that's a, that's a that that's a, my favorite thing to say about RAW right? It's like the foregone conclusion match, right? <laughs> like it's like yeah. I don't, I mean, and that's isn't that amazing that he did that? And you know, obviously it's not done yet, and whatever. But with all of these people getting shots on AEW Dark, some of whom are getting signed, and yet, you know, you say Hanson, and it's just like, well, yeah, Tim. That's that's fascinating.
5: Yeah. My second one would be I want Simon to be Performer of the Year because I want his stamp to be on that award the same way Jeff's is on Manager. Mm. It's his Mm. until
2: somebody's better. Ooh. Oh wow! So you think you think him over Tyler? Culprit? Him over everybody? Ooh!
3: I like it. See, that's that's interesting because I was going to say Tyler is somebody that I would be pulling for.
6: Absolutely mm. agree.
2: Oh, I think oh, Larry well, and Matt they, just got to <laughs> fight it out. <laughs> I, there, no, if, well, if you there know, the category—if there's a
4: category, I would put Tyler as a the gimmick of the year. Uh. You know, I guess as performer of the year is just, I know he's got a bunch of shows in at Peach State. I just want to see more of it as, you know, uh, next year, I would think would be his year for uh, performer of the year.
1: Nice.
2: So, uh, Nick, who's, who's somebody that you're pulling
6: for? Well, that was it. The, it was Tyler. And I think that, um, when I say performer of the year, I think that's one of the categories that we probably should focus on like what does it mean you know because yeah. I've always said performer was thinking more of gimmick and things like and like wrestler of the year like that's your wrestler if that makes sense I always think yeah. performer is like you're thinking of more of like the artist the gimmick that the performer and so that's why I would I, you know and just me personally I've see you know seeing the work he's put in and, and I, I totally respect this time I trust me that, that that's not wasted on me but Tyler you know running for that male performer would be one I would love to see And then, by the way, like you said, I think Joe deserves the wrestler of the year, period. And Mm -hmm. I think that he – I've been, you know, on that train since, you know, the beginning of the year. And I've been saying, like, it's his to lose all the way through. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I – mine is um, if that category exists. It's Diana Michelle for announcer of the year, just because I can't stand the smugness. <laughs> <laughs> <I just can't. laughs> I've got to be yeah. honest about something. I don't even know if Diana Michelle is a good ring announcer. I don't know if I've ever heard her do it. <laughs> but I'm, uh, but I'm fucking I'll, so hard.
4: If you, if you can, uh, every, uh, the video comes up of the, her announcing AC Mac for the Rumble Jack uh, her doing it, her AC Mac's imitation of A C Mech,
6: that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I will say I was into her when she started in Southern Honor, it was shaky. And that's not an insult that she was shaky. She kind of found a little bit of a groove, you know, the last show. I said, okay, she's she's I think getting comfortable now. <laughs>
5: oh.
0: Good, good, good.
5: And I'll add this addendum about Performer of the Year too. I'll say this about that. Um open that up to Social media, open that up to all the forms that we have to do to perform. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Because uh, and and that that goes in the camp of both the guys we mentioned, Culprit and Simon both are excellent in what they do to promote themselves and their yeah. performance mm-hmm. art. So don't yeah. just think of what you see on show hands
4: up too, Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Um, I will say this for my my input on Performer of the Year, and I'm not going to say a name. I'll just say this. The the category or the award is named after, Larry, correct me if I'm wrong, Tommy Rich, correct? Right, right. And that was the argument that I used against Crew Jones winning it when when he won it, which was, crew Jones is about like he's put together like a brick shit house and all the rest of it for him to win performer. I thought was ludicrous because I think part of the point of the award is your performance transcends and makes you into something bigger and more important for the show than you have any right to be just based on sheer performance and charisma.
5: The, the, the and, whole sum is greater than the sum of all the
2: parts. Yes. So that I would just put that on there of of my definition of how to judge because it performs. Nick's right. I mean, judging what performance means, you have to define the terms, or else it becomes very difficult. Um, Any new categories that somebody would be interested in, sort of throwing the hat in the ring for it? Since well, if we don't mention
4: mention commentator of the year, we're going to piss off John the Body Johnson.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. <laughs> but has there been uh, any comments? I've, like, I don't
4: know. Oh, uh, that's all. You got the uh, team of uh, Brandon and Jared at uh, Southern Honor. Uh, and,
2: and you got, and you certainly have Shane Knowles and uh, Wicked Nemesis at. Um, that's true. That's
4: true. Yeah, and and uh, not too sure. You know, starting back up, it's kind of it's hard to think of who was actually commentating at the game of the year. You had the Anarchy Crew, John and uh, his partner. I had, had the list, and the Lord knows I can't find the list
2: now. And may, so may, I, uh, may, I, may I propose something radical, as I tend to do? And to give it. me a yay or nay after I present it. Match of the year, and then when we get the nominations in, we get a hold of all three of those matches and put it up so people can watch them. They have to watch them before they vote. i tell you what you do. You like it.
5: You, want a, you, you want a commentator of the year? You put all three of those matches up and you have any commentary they want to submit their commentary for those three matches.
2: <gasps>
0: <gasps>
2: oh, I love it. Or the same, we pick one match that they have to commentate. Yeah. And it can just Led be something them all, benign. All right. Let yep. them all call it.
5: It's an equalizer. There's, you know, that takes away. Mm. Oh man, yeah, it's easy to commentate. Great book. Takes that's an equalizer. It takes it all out.
2: Holy shit! When Nick that... and I are going to win commentators of the year. This is going to be so <laughs> awesome. Nick, call me, call me it. after. Call me
0: after. Let anybody do it. <laughs>
2: oh my god, me and Nick are winning. This is going to be so great. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when Hank Especially... and Bailey hit the scene, you got problems. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: have to send some
2: good weed at that man's house. So (laughs) cool. Cool. Any any last thoughts or let's say this was a debate. Let's say this was, you know, the end of scent of a woman. There, I threw that at you. It's the end of the scent of the woman and is the worst Robin ever going to get expelled from school or (laughs) I I need your (laughs) I need your best Al Pacino argument here. Um the way that you're leaning right now about the awards, I want your, I want your, you take the flamethrower to this place, hoo ha moment about the awards as you feel about it right now.
3: Well, I mean, after this discussion, I'd be leaning four.
2: Cool. Somebody else.
0: Winning
5: anything this year is more difficult. Than any other year Everybody is suffering through the same thing
1: mm-hmm. I
5: don't care If it If we don't run I don't care if another show runs this year We tried it We all took the risk We tried it And by God we've worked too hard To make these things important And I can tell you Whoever wins is going to feel like they won something Because they Absolutely. Did. This is our thing this is what separates us from the moocs the rest of the country over. We take this shit seriously.
0: <laughs> and by God,
5: we're going to have awards if I got to give them.
2: Amen. Nice. So
6: Rob, my, will, my take. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what the? <Hey. laughs> Stay ahead, Rob it's
4: awesome. it's we yeah it, it, it's the meaning this year, and especially if we can get limiting the scope and with clear in the skies this clear and precise definitions and limit the number of nominations, you know it would you know for these guys, you know they haven't really talked to me about it, but if I won something like this in a year like this. I would be jumping over the moon. So I, yeah. I I would you know just 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 the just you know, just the recognition of, you know because you know, you lost almost half the year, you know, and something you know, something like this is you know you know, makes it all worthwhile.
0: Nice.
6: Nick, Apart from a
4: big fat contract. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
6: So obviously, as I said, going into this last week, my answer was there's no way anybody can do enough that they could earn, you know, the award, don't have them, blah, blah, blah. Experience, you know, talking to these guys last week, and like I said, you know, just this, we talk about how much these awards mean, right? How important yes. they are, and they are. And the people that say they don't, they're lying to themselves because they're not winning them. So we talk about it that way, but then on the, I asked myself on my drive home last week, Who am I, after seeing what it means to someone like Tyler Culprit, who's seeing what it means to Dylan and Todd, seeing what it means to hold my beer hands and so forth, you know, having those conversations, who am I to even remotely sit here and say they don't deserve, they put their, they bust their ass and they work. it doesn't matter that it was six months or whatever it was. They freaking earned these awards and they're going to get them because I'm going to do my part to make sure that the guys that worked their ass off this year, they get them.
2: That's right. Fucking hoo-ha. That's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I, I came into this tonight honestly not having a strong feeling either way. Uh, my feeling now is pretty simple. Um, you, you know, it became, it got beaten to death, and it got to the point where it lost all meaning. And that phrase was, if we don't do X, the terrorists win. Right? Which right. was... A, 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 you know A cheap emotional ploy That just became a political thing But I gotta say If we don't have the awards I feel like COVID won And I, there's Amen. just a part of me that mm. uh, I refuse to accept that Bad enough That COVID happened And I had to start watching Raw Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I could have something to talk about And stay relevant Like I do feel like In a in a year where so much is lost And I mean Our opinions of so many people Have lowered and been lost And this election is only going to be Fucking ridiculous Right? It's going to make me And David Sanders Look like Sonny and Cher when they were on TV You know so it's like it's just going to get worse and worse in so many ways on on the opinions we have of people. I just feel like we can't not have a celebration of uh, the best of us in the thing that we all love and participate in. So
5: can't believe you missed the opportunity to say, if we don't have awards, the garrisons win
2: can't believe you.
0: (laughs) Well, and and, I mean, uh, I do,
2: but I do. And I believe just on the negative way, I believe in separating the wheat from the chaff. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Uh, I do. And, you know, the people who are up for the awards represent the best of what's going on. And in their minds, somebody from a shit show can think, I'm every bit as good as Joe Black. But you're not.
0: <laughs> and
2: you, it should be something that you aspire to. And there's – I don't think that has quelled. I think there's a number of people who are aspiring for these awards and who want to win them. And, I mean, you know, Nick said it best. I just – I just I really feel like I just don't want COVID to win I feel like it's taken Away so much and Fuck I don't want to look at Tyler Culprit and say like sorry We're not going to have a performer of the year You know so Oh well I mean that would That would it wouldn't stop him Of course but it would Make him feel like You know he he wasn't being Recognized in a proper way by not Getting a nomination so I'm cool with it so, well, Larry, we said we weren't going to decide anything tonight no matter what, and I'm, I'm sure that's still true, but uh, it feels like it's probably going to happen. So maybe we should reconvene at a later date and decide, you know, talk about on the tipping point, we're going to have the same guys on, to talk about what are the restrictions, what are the modifications, what are we going to do to make sure these awards are as um, – accomplish what we want them to accomplish and hold on to the prestige, even with the changes made. Does that sound okay with everybody? Works for me.
4: Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Maybe
4: come up, maybe come up with a, what our definitions of certain categories should be as well.
2: Yeah. Cause that's going to be a little different, right? Yeah. I didn't think about yeah. that. It's, it's going to be a little different, especially for stuff that's like more big group thing stuff. So Cool. Any any last words from anybody before we get out of here?
4: The turtle rises.
0: Grant <laughs> is dead.
2: Nice. Well, uh, make sure you're checking out. If you're not, by the way, if you're not listening or watching Tapped Out on YouTube or in any of the myriad forms, uh, you're an asshole and an idiot. Especially if you're a wrestling person, you should be doing that already. So you should be checking out Tapped Out. You should be checking out the Rob Rod Report. You should be wrestling, reading Georgia Wrestling History at GWHNewsNotes.blogspot.com. If you're already a fan of mine, I'm sorry for you. And then of course Matt Hankins, you're going to be able to catch him anywhere and everywhere. All over the place. You buy a goddamn t
5: shirt. There's a Tootin' Tug Boogie t shirt. Buy it. It's still on
0: sale <laughs> this weekend. Buy the damn shirt. My God, all I do for y'all, and I can't get some t shirt sales? I made a music video, and
5: I'm here to tell you people I've written the next hit. How about that for a, a tidbit? Put that in a blind item, Larry. <laughs>
4: And I think to myself
5: what
2: a oh my God. World. Maybe, maybe we need to have that category of like coolest Georgia wrestling related thing of the year. And I think I'm just trying to get Toot and Tug an award, clearly. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, that'd be a good that'd be good yeah, you know, good add on. It'd be a promo uh promo of the year.
0: Yeah. It's,
5: it's COVID Oops. Hero of the Year, and I think I'm hands oh, down.
0: I've got so much joy
2: during this COVID time. Hero <laughs> of the Year. Well, Nick and Rob Rod and Matt and Larry, thank you guys so much. Um, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, Larry, wh- who do we got? We got Chip Day, and we've got Chip
3: Day and Ryan Staples. And Ryan Staples is confirmed. Those oh. will be our guests. Both are
2: confirmed for the 15th. Oh, boy. Whoop. Well, for all of us, to all of you, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks on The Tipping Point.